Help keep Kinks and Beats daily ad-free and receive bonus content early with a contribution of 20 cents per episode. Visit herohabit.com slash shop for more information. Welcome to Kinks and Beats Daily. I am your host, Tony Fry. This is episode 157. Thanks for downloading yet again. Um, If you're new to the show, we have a 156 other episodes for you to work your way through. You can go to herohabit.com and search for each episode by album and artist um, to see what we've covered so far. And uh, if you're a longtime listener, thanks for sticking with us. Today we're talking about Getting Closer by Paul McCartney, specifically by Wings. And I thought before I did my research for this that this was going to be an obscure track um, to discuss. And I was actually surprised that it was kind of a hit back in the day. It was released May 24th, 1979 on his album Back to the Egg and was released June 5th, 1979. So just a week or so later um, as a single in the U.S. It was backed with Spin It On in the U.K. where it came out a little bit later. It was backed with Baby's Request. Um, actually, I think in the U.K. it was a double A side. Not that it mattered. It didn't do Jack in the U.K. The song hit number 20 in the U.S. This was a top 20 hit. Not that I've ever heard it on classic rock radio or anything like that. Um, It was a top 20 hit, though, in the U.S., uh, hit number 60 in the U.K., and was a moderate hit in several other countries. So I had no idea. I thought this was going to be an obscurity, um, and it ends up being kind of a hit. Um. Back to the Egg is the last album credited to Wings. Um, and it was the first to feature Lawrence Juber on guitar and Steve Holly on drums. It's a shame that they didn't keep making Wings albums after this because this is, in my opinion, one of the best sounding uh, albums that Wings ever put together. This band is top notch. Uh, this song, though, originally written and demoed in 1974, but was held for five years before it was released. Maybe that's a good thing since this exact lineup at this exact time did such a good job with it. You know, maybe the wings band lineup of 1975 wouldn't have done such a good job with it. You know, maybe it needed, uh, Juber and Holly, but it is hard to see the parade of weaker songs that McCartney released during those five years while he was sitting on this rocker. And you can guess by my words so far that I enjoy this song. To me, this is one of Paul's best efforts to blend current trends um, into his own distinct style. You can tell through the whole album, really, you can tell he's listening to New Wave and Punk. um, And he's trying to stay relevant in a changing musical landscape. This one, you can tell he's incorporating some of that New Wave sound. but the song's construction and the execution is still 100% McCartney. This is not him trying to do an impression of the young, cool, hip bands that were coming out in the late 70s and early 80s. This is him taking the elements of what those bands were doing that he liked and incorporating it into his sound and kind of expanding his palette without being you know, a pastiche or, or kind of a, a hack job. He's just expanded the, you know, he's expanded his tool set 
Um, and I think it works. This is the second song in the album, but really it's the first one because the the opening, which is called Reception, is a minute and eight seconds long, and it's mostly a sound collage over a really funky groove. So it's kind of got this instrumental um, introduction for a minute, and then it jumps into getting closer. So for all intents and purposes, song one is kind of a prelude. This is your first song. This is your album opener. And I quite like this song. In fact, I really like this entire album and rank it pretty high on my solo McCartney list. The album got horrible reviews. And this song um, was the highest charting song of all the singles. Like I said, it got number 20 in the U.S. None of the other songs came close to that that were released as singles. Um, And the band sounds great. The songs are all solid. The production is great. It's a good album. And as I've said before, um, with other albums by the Kinks, the Beatles, the solo members, I'm listening to it in a bubble after the fact. I'm not hearing it in the context of the times. I'm hearing it, you know, I'm not hearing this next to Elvis Costello's first one or two albums. I'm hearing it after having heard all of Elvis Costello's albums, right? I know where he ends up. I know he ends up working with Paul. Um, so I'm not hearing this fresh in 1979. So that might be a good thing. You know, the reviewers that were reviewing this in 1979, were hearing it next to whatever was on the radio in 1979. I'm hearing it with everything that came before and everything that came after, because this was actually one of the, the, um, last McCartney solo albums that I did pick up and listen to. But that said, I do also have a lot of albums from this period that I love. Um, and this one stacks up with, with anything else of that time. So I don't know quite why the reviews were so bad. Maybe it was because he was incorporating so much of what he was hearing from the punk and new wave scene. But I, I don't think this album deserves the, uh, the critical downplaying that it gets. And even Paul downplays this. And I think it's one of his better albums. To me, Paul has a few categories of lyrics. He's got the perfect, beautiful lyrics that convey a story or a message. Like your here, there, and everywheres. Like your Eleanor Rigby's. Like your yesterday's. Beautiful lyrics, perfectly placed on the melodies. Then he's got the um, nonsense lyrics that just string together a bunch of words that sound great and vaguely make a sentence like your Monkberry moon delights. Um, and then he's got horrible lyrics and any McCartney fan who can't admit that Paul McCartney has released some horrible lyrics over his 60 years in the music business is, um, delusional. They're lying to themselves. Uh, I like two of those categories and I think this one falls into the second there are the the lyrics in here are just good enough, just coherent enough where you can kind of glean a little bit of meaning behind them and figure out what the you know the character in the song is singing about. But they're also just nonsensical enough to just be cool lines of music, cool cool lyrics. 
Um, Hitting the chisel and making a joint, gluing my fingers together. Radio play me a song with a point. Sailor, beware of weather. I'm not sure what that has to do with the chorus of I'm getting closer to your heart. But it sounds good when he sings it. And even though they don't make a ton of sense, like I said, there's just enough there when you combine it with the other lyrics. There's just enough there where it's like maybe there's a story being told, but I'm not focused on what the story is, but I'm also not so taken back by how bad the lyrics are that it's detracting from the overall quality of the song. And sometimes Paul does run into that where an otherwise great melody and great band performance is taken down a notch by a lyric that's that's um so bad that it takes me out of the song. This one is right in the sweet spot. It's good enough to keep me in, nonsensical, um, but not so nonsensical that it's a distraction. Um, This track was performed live in concert several times, but the tour that supported this album was cut short because Paul got arrested for carrying weed in Tokyo and served nine years in jail, and then that killed the rest of the tour. And then they didn't end up coming to America with it. I don't know that this has ever been done in America. I don't know that he could sing it now. But if he still got the chops to do this one live, this would be a good live song. And as an unofficial album opener, I think this song works great and sets off what I consider to be one of Paul's best LP A-sides. The the A-side of Back to the Egg is so strong. I know everyone will point to Band on the Run or Tug of War or Venus and Mars as his best solo output, but honestly, I go back to this album and Ram more than I go back to almost any of the other ones that are credited as his greatest. And Ram and this one both were critical flops. They both sold. They sold fine. Um, this one is considered a commercial flop because it, you know it just... Uh, single-wise, just barely cracked the top 20, and it didn't sell as well as preceding albums, but it still sold. It still went platinum, I think, in America. Um, But I think retroactively, Ram has gotten the credit it deserves for being a great album, and I'd like to see Back to the Egg get that same credit. There's some good music on this album, and this, uh, this song, as the opening of that album, I think sets off a great pace for a really great album and sound wise, sonically maybe wings is best sonically. Like it's, you know, supposedly rushed and he wanted to have a, a a fresh live rock and roll feel, but it's also one of the most polished albums they've got uh, in terms of just sound quality and production. So I encourage you, if you um, haven't heard this song in a while or you haven't heard it at all, uh, to give it a listen and then go listen to back to the egg from, from top to bottom and tell me what you think. Is this, uh, the horrible Paul McCartney album that the reviewers have called it, or do you lean more towards my side of thinking that it's, that it's actually a pretty strong album that deserves a little bit more credit. Let me know what you think by giving me a call at 925-494-1739, emailing me at kinks and beats at herohabit.com or joining our Facebook group, uh, facebook.com slash groups slash kinks and beats, where we're um, having conversations with other listeners of this podcast and fans of these two bands and their members. So I'd love to hear what your thoughts are on getting closer and um, back to the egg, the album.
All right. I will talk to you guys soon. Thanks for downloading. Make sure to swing by iTunes, five-star rating and review, and um, keep subscribing. Thanks for listening. Take care. This podcast is presented by the Hero Habit Podcast Network. Swing by HeroHabit.com today to comment on this episode and poke around our growing database of sports and pop culture news, reviews, and collectibles. HeroHabit.com. Collect your heroes.